0: Good day, mate. Good night, mate. Good morning.
1: Welcome to episode 137 of Wolvescast, the show that is cheering for the Australian national team to qualify for the Olympics. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. I'm Scott. All right, welcome back to Wolf's Cast, everybody.
0: Quarantine edition. Episode oh.
1: three of our special quarantine
0: edition. Uh, once again, Neil and I are connected over Skype. We're not in the same room like we did for episodes one through 134. Uh, this is still our social distancing world. So, Neil, it's good to hear your voice. It's been a while.
1: Uh, yes, we're back. It's been uh, been a few weeks. We're on every other week's schedule here. We appreciate you uh, joining us uh, again this week for the show. Uh, here and uh, today is, is a show uh, that has um, you know we've really never done anything like this before. Scott, you mentioned that uh, you know recording uh, through uh, through the, the internet wires, recording over Skype remote remotely recording um, you know and, and you know sending uh, sending signal across Minneapolis is one thing. Uh, we but- live like a mile away from each other
0: and spent two weeks struggling to how to get us to connect and record. <laughs>
1: Right, and now now we're feeling a lot better. We're feeling a lot more confident because we're taking this one international. That's right. Uh, we have um, we we have international guests with us, and uh, as uh, as everyone who is listening to this uh, podcast surely understands that this is Canis Hoopus family right here. Okay, SB Nation all the way, and you know we've got a number of of just fantastic contributors over at Canis Hoopus right now. So. We want to bring on one of the best. Uh, we're going all Probably the way.
0: Probably to- the person who has received the most uh, Canis Wolfie awards this past season, where yeah. we award a weekly Wolfie to our favorite Canis article. Uh, there's one name that kept popping up over and over again all season, and uh, you know that's why we're so thrilled to bring him to the show. That's
1: right. We had, we had to have him. He's all the way in Australia, everybody. Put your hands together for Jake Painting. Jake, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks. Thank you. That's right. Jake uh, just moments ago taught us um, how to say good day, mate. Uh, and, <laughs> and very poor, uh, you know, uh, Australian. Accent really, it's about the the kind of Australian, yeah, yeah. Australian, Australian. Yeah, hey,
2: right. my my American was pretty bad itself. That was I was pretty embarrassed <laughs> with that effort from us and from
1: me. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's it was all for the humor. It's all for it's all for the jokes. You know what I mean? Obviously, you can do a better American accent than that, but you you know you had to you know make it a little rougher on the edges uh, for comedy purposes. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, I
0: I literally can't do a better Australian accent. That was my best (laughs) And they
2: went bad Yours yours (laughs) went bad
1: Well the thing about G'day mate Is just so iconic And it's so You know It's simple But it's also You know It's a big just I feel like it's a big Catch all kind of phrase It is the Australian phrase And we were struggling To kind of come up with one For what Americans You know are Especially for a greeting So we just went with Good morning I think that's a good one Especially because As Scott and I record this It is evening Uh, But as uh, you know Jake records this It is It is good morning It is good morning time for him So it's an, it's no so, new day.
0: Is it the twenty? What what's the date today here right now? Uh, we're, it's
2: it's the twenty fourth here. Okay, it's Friday morning. It's, Friday morning. It's, so I'm in You're your Friday
0: future. morning. We're Thursday evening.
2: Wow,
1: wow! It's a bright new, yeah, beautiful a, tomorrow just waiting out there for us in yep. the future. S- still um, in
2: quarantine. Still in isolation. Yep. Sorry, sorry guys. Man. Nothing's changed.
1: Ah oh, man, I was hoping today would be the day that <laughs> everyone <would> just <laughs> snapped out of it, but I guess not. Uh, but yeah, we're excited to have uh, Jake on the show today. We're going to talk, obviously, Australia and the NBA. Very strong connections all over the place there. Obviously, with some some Timberwolves as well. And uh, yeah, we just want to we just want to learn more about. Uh, the Australian people and, and uh, their connection to basketball in general. Also, for this show specifically, I just looked up our podcast statistics that can show us where people are listening to this show. And I'm happy to report that uh, after the USA, which has 86% of our listeners, the next single biggest country or the sing- the country that has the most listeners of Wolf's Cast is Australia.
2: Mm, very nice.
0: i'm not surprised we've got some great aussie fans montenegro you need to get your numbers up uh you know you gotta you gotta you, can, you just you're not you're slacking a bit montenegro come on
1: you're you're saying like montenegro like because the wolves have had like is it like peck and like uh is, is uh darko in montenegro like like, like just some... i think he's
0: serbian but okay. uh peck was from montenegro but i just wanted to peck pick a be country enough. that was funny enough say. to get
2: him to get him in
1: <laughs> Absolutely.
0: We're a very pro Pekovich podcast.
1: But yeah, I mean, I, Australia is very big, and you know, I, I guess it, it didn't surprise me that much. But I guess if I had to guess, I would have guessed UK and Canada, especially, would maybe be a little bit higher than, than uh than Australia, but no, no, Australia's got both of them beat. Like it's not even close either. So Australia is is for sure the number two uh, listenership of this show, and I would just imagine most NBA podcasts in general. And basketball is just so seems like it's so big in, in Australia. It, it, how it's just, is just is that just is that is that a thing that's specific to basketball? Do you feel like Jake, or is that just like a, a sports thing in general?
2: Uh, I think I think Baris, I think. It's definitely a very much a sporting kind of nation. Like everyone loves their sport, and there's a, there's obviously Australian rules football, which um, dominates, and then there's um, rugby as well. So it kind of depends what state you live in, whether that's mm. kind of your main sport. So Melbourne and Sydney, um, sorry, Melbourne and um, Western Australia and Adelaide is all kind of Aussie rules football, and then Sydney and Queensland uh, are more into their um, their rugby but i think everyone in general loves kind of a, a lot of sports and i definitely know a lot of basketball fans a lot of people who grew grew up playing basketball and who um who love the nba obviously if you love basketball you love the nba so um yeah it's definitely a sporting a sporting nation
1: nice yeah well we'll get more into that a little bit later but i wanted to start first by talking about some recent stuff you've been doing over at Canis hoopus um, specifically your uh, draft Radar series you have been diving into Some college prospects and uh, Trying to figure out uh, Potentially how they might fit with the Wolves and, uh, you know, obviously the, the NBA draft is kind of a big question mark right now. Uh, it almost certain the whole NBA is a big question mark right now. Sports are a big question mark right now. But, you know, the draft specifically kind of has to happen after the season for a number of reasons. So whether it's a, you know, whether they actually get the playoffs in or whether they just call the season, it seems like the draft is a while away, away, but Jake's already all over it. I don't feel like you've been here for a while kind of digging into some of these prospects. So. Tell us about your draft radar series and some of the things you've been uh, finding.
2: Yeah. So like you said, I think it'd probably be a little while before the draft kind of actually happens, but there's still no postponement on the, on the lottery, which is next month, I think early next month. Oh, Oh, maybe in the 20th, like mid, you know, May 20th or something. But so I've kind of just been, um, just finding my way to get the hoops fixed. There's obviously no wolves basketball to watch, but, um, yeah I've been watching a few prospects I think I've done four now um I started with Denny Avidya, who's um international prospect he's from uh, Maccabi Tel Aviv and then I went and did um Patrick Williams from Florida State um uh, Isaac Okoro from Auburn and I've just just posted one last night about uh Devin Vassell who's from Florida State as well so that's kind of um Giving me a bit of time to just watch some prospects, um, trying to figure out what what players would fit with Minnesota. And um, they've got the two picks in the draft, so it's kind of guaranteed I think they'll at least use one of them. I won't be surprised if they trade one as well. But um, yeah, it's kind of just give me a who's fits, give me something to write about, find out some more about, you know, hopefully a player that ends up in Minnesota.
1: Nice. Yeah. And, and uh yeah, I guess, are you kind of looking more at, I mean, obviously the Wolves will have a top five pick, hopefully uh top three pick, hopefully the number one pick, but have you been just kind of with, without the order being known, how, how have you kind of chosen who you, you know, kind of do a dive into, or is it, is it Timberwolves related or are you just kind of going through some of the top 10 possible, you know, players and, and looking into them?
2: Yeah, I think I kind of, I've kind of looked through the mock drafts and, you know, read a few articles about, uh, you know, some of the prospects. And I think it's kind of players I think would fit more with Minnesota. I don't know if I want to, you know, spend multiple days watching watching games and stuff just for me to be like, well, there's no way they're going to draft this dude because, you know, he's a starting center. He's going to be a starting center and they're not going to, you know, draft one when Cat's there. So it's kind of like I just go through the top maybe 15. I, you know, chose a few guys that I'm, um, I think would be decent fits and then dug into them from there.
1: Yeah. I didn't even think about the lottery as being like still on, like that is, that is totally something they can do and should do. Like it's just something they usually do like in between games or like at halftime of like a playoff game typically. So that is totally something that they can, they can do and it would just be enormous ratings. I would imagine even more so than a normal year. So yeah, I got to circle that data on my calendar because that should be happening.
2: Yeah, I don't see any reason why they can't do that, you know, digitally, a bit like the um, even the WNBA draft, like that was kind of a good, um, a good uh, way to do things and a good totally. kind of um, precedent to set for the NBA, I think, when the draft does roll around because there's no, especially with the lottery, there's no need to have people there.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for whenever the draft happens and everyone is like teleconferencing their way into the draft. So you have all the, you know, the prospects are instead of having the green room, you have all the prospects in Zoom. And like we'll have our first like scandal where someone really had like a bad background on their conference or like a scandal. Like they were <laughs> teleconferencing in and there was drugs on the table behind him or
2: something. like that. <laughs> Someone, someone will walk past naked in the background or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I just know it's going to happen. As we record this, the NFL draft, I believe, is happening or starting this evening here in the States. And that's like the biggest sport stateside here. And and yeah, I think I don't know much about it. Don't really follow the NFL at all. But I have seen some predictions of there might be some craziness happening. And, and again, I just watched the WNBA draft, which pretty much it went off without a hitch. But I think it's a much different kind of thing. You're talking 12 teams versus 32 in the NFL and getting everybody coordinating the stuff. So I think it's kind of a scale issue more than anything. And there's like 10 rounds, 15 rounds or something in the NFL. So it's just this huge deal so it'll be interesting i think we might you know tomorrow be seeing some uh you know potential issues that maybe came up with the nfl draft
0: yeah somebody just accidentally left the filter on where you get like bunny ears or something he's like (laughs) crying like i'm so happy this is the happiest moment of my life being drafted number one he's got like a cat face makeup filter on
1: (laughs) yeah yeah let's let's hope for some of that that's that's, no one's getting hurt there that's just fun that's just like stuff we can remember and look back on and laugh uh, Jake, is anybody is there any like players that even early on and especially you know we kind of feel like the Timberwolves season is over, you know uh, hopefully they get playoffs in but kind of skeptical they'll do any more regular season. But what do you think you know what should the wolves be looking for uh, with this player? I mean obviously you know best player available is potentially you know maybe the way to go. you mentioned not drafting a center, but other than that they can probably draft just about anybody. what do you what's your mindset going into this draft about maybe what the wolves you know should do?
2: Uh, yeah, I think it's tough because obviously if they if they get the number one pick, then I think you just kind of take best player available, the highest potential. I don't think you can kind of pick and choose fit really if you just like LaMello Ball or Anthony Edwards are both kind of projected to go one and two in most mock drafts. So I think you, they probably, they'd probably take Edwards if they got the top pick, but I think as it gets to kind of four, or five, six, seven, which I think... The percentages are more likely that they're gonna get I think maybe five or six is actually the most likely where they pick. Um, I like Devin Vassal, who I just finished writing about. I haven't obviously haven't kind of um examined everyone fully, but he's kind of, you know, the quintessential three and D dude. He's long, he shoots threes well, he moves around the perimeter well. He kind of seems like he would be a perfect fit in Minnesota. And I think it's maybe a little bit of a reach like for where he's projected to go. maybe a little bit of a reach at you know five six seven, but I'd been he's personally my favorite at that at that kind of position. I think they need to find someone who can defend multiple positions and you know play off the ball and shoot around around towns and Delo, and I think he's that player.
1: Nice, there you go. some uh, some early draft uh, you know prospects and uh, analysis here. From Jake, uh, yeah, but again, uh, head over to Canis Hoopus, and there's a uh, multiple uh, draft radar posts uh, up now. Uh, from, a great website, oh, one of the best. Yeah, ah, the so best. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you can uh, check out uh, his work there. Always be, especially be looking at that draft the draft radar series excited to see some more of those and again I just love how you work in the video do you have a background in video or something like that i guess you don't really have to but you know these days it's pretty easy but you know i feel like that is something that you've kind of you know kind of made your thing is to have the clips in there is that, are you just are you on synergy or how how are you pulling those
2: um for those normally um for a lot of teams they kind of had their full games on YouTube now so after the season ends i think they all kind of got uploaded pretty recently and they're all cut down so they're only like an hour long you know the timeouts are cut out and all the kind of breaks are cut out of it so they're only an hour long and then i just use um a website to clip the photos the videos so i just kind of watch it if i see something i'll pause it clip the video put it into a folder and then i kind of just run through it it's it's time consuming but like you said i think it kind of really helps visualize what i'm talking
1: about yeah that's big love those all right let's talk a little bit more about you jake i want to know i want to more behind behind uh you know how you got into this and and how you got into basketball but specifically the wolves you know so what was your introduction to timberwolves basketball and why as someone from australia did you choose to make the timberwolves your favorite nba team um
2: well i'm i lived I was born in Australia, and then in 2000, I moved to St. Paul with my mum, and I lived there for um, three or four years, I think, and that was kind of as I was, I would have been five five to nine, maybe, so that was kind of the time where I was yeah. kind of get really introduced into sports, and you, you start to love your sports teams and, and whatnot, so that was kind of, what got me into into Minnesota? My brother went for uh, Brooklyn, New Jersey at the time, and I just remember one of the first games that um we were there. KG just beat him down, <laughs> and obviously, as a younger brother, I um I was pretty happy to watch his team lose. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go for this team. <laughs> And it was good. It was a good run for a while. And then now I'm kind of sometimes I think like, oh, why didn't someone tell me about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: KG is responsible for a lot of us uh, being in this toxic relationship, I think.
2: Yeah. You know? I don't think I think most Wolves fans that I interact
1: with all stem from KG. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah, I was gonna ask you if you've ever been to Minnesota, but you lived here as a as a youngster. You, yeah. lived, you lived here for a couple of yeah, years. So, I, yeah, so you remember and, that um, game? What else do you remember about Minnesota?
2: Yeah, and I, I was um, we were planning me and my partner would plan to come back in um, September this year. Like we we're uh, gonna do I mean, we we're gonna do America and Canada just all around, but we're obviously gonna stay a few days in Minnesota for for me. But um, yeah, that we hadn't booked it and stuff. Luckily, we just planned it out. But obviously, that's um, that's gone down the
1: toilet. So we'll as soon as we can, we'll be getting there. Ah, uh, well, you know, someday you gotta come on back. Yeah, I'd love to hang out, meet in person, and oh, uh, for sure. Yeah, that's good. But it's hard. You want yeah, the NBA season's long. I was gonna say you want to plan it so you can get to a game. I guess, but that's we that's, bring, that's we, a big chunk we, of the year. We
0: can all go to a Lynx game.
1: There you go, yes. (laughs) They're
0: still playing in September.
2: uh, I've been to a Wolves game, but I've never been to a Lynx game, so that would be an experience.
0: Better Uh, crowd at the Lynx game. True.
2: Really? Uh, You know, numbers wise, it's probably pretty
0: competitive, actually. But uh, the people who are at Lynx games are just so dialed into the game. They're very knowledgeable yeah. about basketball. And sometimes at an NBA game, you get people who are just there because they're a fan of Steph Curry or they're just because it's like a fun thing to do. So they don't really understand the basketball aspect of it. But Lynx fans are super knowledgeable about
2: that and because they're better it's probably easier to kind of you know support get into it you're not losing every game so that that absolutely
1: that goes a long way but yeah it's also like it's also uh, I think in the NBA the lower level especially is so expensive that you get you get this like this different kind of crowd that yeah maybe they're watching but they're maybe probably having some other conversations as well or they're maybe not the most diehard fans so they're sitting there watching the game but maybe they're not cheering that much so you know with the links they only feel the lower bowl but it's like compressed it's like full so it's just the lower bowl it's all full all the fans are really dialed in and, and know so much about the team and are really you know just just great fans just like cheering all the time and it's just to me the even bigger difference is when the game is not happening everyone's like it's like watching. Watching, watching all the like in between stuff, all the mascot stuff, the videos up on the board—like they're all watching. They're not just like talking or on their phone or anything. It's a very, it is a very different experience in, in a number of ways. It's crazy how different the fan bases can be.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely be keen to, to get out and watch a Lynch game for sure.
1: Keen—that's another great Aussie phrase. I was—I uh, t- oh, so- had a tweet the other day. I tweeted at you because you used heaps. As a, yeah, uh, so Australian I didn't
2: realise th- either of those were like Australian-only phrases. Just like, as I said, I, like I was there for a little bit, but I kind of never picked up on like the accent or the the phrases. I was always just kind of Australian, and I moved back to Australia before I got the chance to like
1: be Americanised. Yeah, heaps is a really good one. Basically, Australians say heaps instead of like a lot of, or you know, as a way to say like just many or something like that. It's like kind of like a slang phrase for that. I, I feel like that's a good way to say. It, right? Is that like the right sub for yeah. a lot? Yeah, yeah, like there's um,
2: there's heaps, heaps of. You know, snow at the moment.
1: (laughs) Heaps of snow, which actually does make sense. That is kind of how snow snow forms. But you can use heaps for lots of things, right? You can yeah,
2: any any like you said, any kind of you know a lot or you know a many, I guess. Like there's
0: just heaps of this. And then Keen is Carl Anthony. Carl Anthony Towns was scoring heaps of points before he got
2: injured. (laughs) Yeah, that that's perfect.
1: Yes. Those are some favorites. I love that. Keep keep them coming. Use them liberally here in this conversation. Okay, so you got in the Wolves because you came here with your mom and and lived here for a while. Saw saw KG and were like, that's my team. Uh, That's great, though. You hung on. You've been hanging on ever since. It becomes sort of like a badge you can wear, I guess, even if they're bad. It's just like a and that's just kind of how it is with sports and with uh, allegiances and teams too right it's kind of like a you know it's it's so ingrained in sort of like families or regional where you, where you're from out here as far as who you yeah. cheer for but you live in Australia where the, there's no NBA you could ostensibly cheer for anybody or be be for anybody but i was just wondering if there's any any times over the last like 15 years or so after KG that you you decide you either maybe thought about choosing a different team to follow or or follow the wolves less intensely Ah uh, I think
2: when they when they traded kg, there was that you know that little devil on my shoulder saying like you should go for Boston And you know, but I like you said it's and it's the same over here like with you know with football and stuff like you can't, you just would get you know killed by your family if you change football teams, you know so I think that's the same, yeah, it's ingrained in the culture where you just, if you go for a team, you stick with them through, through thick and thin. And if they're, if they're not good, then, well, you just got to suck it up and wait until they are, I guess. So I kind of, I never really considered going for Boston. Like I, I, I love KG and I, I loved watching him in Boston, but um, the Wolves have always been my team.
0: Sometimes we joke about having – the Wolves are our favorite regular season team, but since they never make the playoffs, you have to have like a second favorite team that once the postseason starts, you're like, okay, this is the team I'm cheering for now. That's always it was what it was like yeah. for me with Boston and KG was it's not like I was cheering for them over the Timberwolves because the Timberwolves were never in the postseason. So once the playoffs came around, I was like, Boston's my team because they got KG on.
2: Yeah, it, you know? yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. And I, and I was I was wrapped when he – um. He won the chip, but I don't think it would compare to anything if you know Minnesota were to win a ring.
0: That's just it, you know. Some fan bases—that's that's the fun part about cheering for Minnesota. It's like, you know, if you're a Patriots fan, they're the NFL team that's won five Super Bowls in the last ten years. It's just like, yeah, yeah. An, anything less than making the, Simbr- the Super Bowl is a failure of a season if you're a fan of that team. Whereas if if the Timberwolves win one championship in my lifetime, it'll have all been worth it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, the bar is the different.
2: <laughs> just one. Yeah, I don't think and like that year, the year with Jimmy Butler, I, I said um, I said to a few friends, you know, during the season that having expectations to win makes every game so much more stressful. Like when your team isn't good, wins are just like added bonuses. Yeah. Whereas when we were losing to those, you know, bottom of the bottom of the table Eastern Conference teams, when when Jimmy was there and uh, we were falling out of the playoffs at the end of the year, and it, we went from third to eighth in about three weeks, so I don't think I've ever been more stressed watching sport in my life. <laughs>
0: That's just it. This fan base has gotten really good at being bad. We do great draft previews like you're doing right now. We understand the mechanics of the lottery. We understand, like, you know, the kind of cap (laughs) trades that we need to make because we're not going to sign any free agents. But when it comes to being like a fan of a good team, we just fall apart because we don't know how to act.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I honestly, it was like, I don't know what to do with my hands.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was like I remember that day where Jimmy Butler, you know, blew up the practice and cussed everyone out, and went on ESPN and talked to Rachel Nichols. I remember that day was the day like Timberwolves Reddit was like in perfect form again because they were just like, "Oh, here's the dysfunction we're used to. We were, we were a good team for a year. That was weird, but this kind of like crazy dysfunction. This is our comfort zone."
2: Yeah, it's yeah. This is cozy.
1: We're back home. I feel right yeah. at home. Nice. Uh, so, you know, more Timberwolves stuff. So, you know, as far as Australia goes, uh, I would imagine, you know, you got, you know, some of the big market teams, you know, the Lakers and the Knicks and the Nets are probably very, very popular. Uh, you know, there are a couple other teams, I think, have some international flavor that goes a long way, you know, with Houston and stuff like that. But where are the Wolves? I mean, obviously, they're probably way down there, but... You know, do you know many other Timberwolves fans in the area? I mean, I guess as we said, kind of at the top of the show, there are they do exist. They listen to our show every now and then. So, uh, are there other Timberwolves fans that you know of, or is it just like the craziest small minority?
2: Yeah, well, I I know a few from Twitter and stuff. Like I've seen a few people and you know interacted with them that are from Melbourne or from Australia who drive for the Timberwolves. But I don't think I've ever actually met a Timberwolves fan
1: in real life in Australia. So yeah so i think it's a pretty small minority i mean that's their thing too that that would keep me going you know what i mean as someone who's like it's not like you know, i don't know it's like the team's bad it's like this is my thing like pretty much no one else on this whole continent is about this specific thing like it's kind of like your corner <laughs> in a way yeah yeah and people kind of uh, i think
2: associate me with the Timberwolves, they're like who is that Team, especially if they don't follow the NBA, like if you don't follow the NBA, you kind of know the Bulls and the Lakers and the Knicks and and whatever. But they're like, who are the Minnesota Timberwolves? And I'm like, don't. Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> what
1: What is Minnesota? Even <laughs> like that place is probably never going to be brought yeah. up that much. <laughs> wow, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. So as far as like the greater Australia, I don't know. It's, I, it seems like it seems like NBA is a big deal in Australia um and you know i'm just kind of wondering where when did that all start was what, you know what kind of do you know of kind of when the nba got big in australia was it was it you know bird and in, and in, in magic days or was it the mj mj bulls and and when did when did basketball just become so big and the australian national team i feel like has been good you know one of the one of the best international teams over you know in my lifetime you know in 30 years 35 years i feel like the australian team is always kind of way up there as well especially with you know so much shooting i think about distant shooting i think about three-point shooters when i think about the australian national team um but i don't know just like what's like an overview of 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 just the mba in australia for you yeah, I think I think,
2: obviously, I'm I'm only 24, just turned 24, so I can't kind of speak for before that. But I think the MJ Bulls were the kind of thing that 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 brought. I think the whole world to the NBA. You know what I mean? If you weren't yeah. into it by then, you kind of heard about MJ and saw MJ and the Bulls and the six the six rings, and you kind of gravitated towards that a little bit. I think that's the same over here, and then. Obviously, I think got a bit bigger with bogert when he went number one just he was the first Australian to kind of come in as a star. Um, yeah, and then I think it's kind of just grown from there. I think obviously Mills and Ingalls kind of gave it a little bit more flavour, but Ben Simmons is the one I think that a lot of people saw. There's a lot of Philly fans over here now because Simmons. And um, yeah, I think, but I think MJ started it. This is
0: just a tangent, um, because I was doing a little bit of research on Australian-born NBA players. How does Australia feel about this relationship with Kyrie Irving, who, I mean, his parents, I don't believe, are Australian, but he was born in Australia, and there was a time where there was thought that he would play for the national team in Australia before he decided to hold out for Team USA. So what's like, do Aussies claim Kyrie, or is he kind of in a gray space?
2: Nah, I think a gray space and even more just not claiming him at all. I think as soon as – I think we do like – over here, we definitely like to claim things that aren't really our own. But, hey, that's um, what Minnesota does too, as actually. Oh, well, you got to cling on to anything, don't you, when you're not, yeah. when you're not elite. Um, but I think as soon as he chose USA, you can't really argue with that. He, his parents are American. He lived in America for you know 95% of his life. And he's playing for Team USA, so I think he he made his decision. So I think we kind of run with that.
0: Yeah, I was looking up at some stats, and they had him in the categories with like Australian-born uh, NBA players. I was just like, he
1: shouldn't be on this list.
2: <laughs> yeah, like he was born here for about five minutes, and then and then he was gone.
1: Yep, it was like a military situation or something. I guess I don't know the back. I knew he had some affiliation with Australia, but never officially played. Was it a, was it a military thing?
0: Uh, I think off the top of my head, his dad maybe played there.
2: Yeah, coach or played here. Yeah, and then I think when he was born, I think he lived here till maybe maybe two, and then they moved back
1: to America. And what's the deal with um, Ben Simmons though? Is he? I guess again another one that I knew had some affiliation, but is he? He's never suited up for the national team or anything like that, has he?
2: Nah so he yeah, he's kind of almost similar to Tyree, except that they we definitely claim him over here. Like I'm as a Minnesota fan, I, I hate Philly just because of the butler and then the, the Embiid stuff, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. but i like Simmons I think Simmons I think his dad is from the States. I don't know if his mum might be Australian. I know he was born and played here. Like I, um, I played against Simmons in junior basketball. You know, what? like I remember him and Exum.
1: What okay, like, Exum? Oh my god!
2: When they were and they were just like because they were just like law. You know, like everyone was like, oh, you know, look at Ben Simmons and Dante Exum. They're you know they're six foot four and I'm five foot nine <laughs> and the rest of my team are you know that size too. And you know they're kind of just dominating, and then I think they both like they both went to. I think Exum stayed here until he got drafted. I think he played for like the Australian uh, Institute of Sport, which is like a kind of like a like an institute for for young kids who are excelling in sport. And then Simmons, I think, when played high school in America, and then um, college, obviously.
0: Yeah, I just I just looked up his Wikipedia page, and his mother is Australian. And this Wikipedia page also says Simmons is the third Melbourne born number one overall pick after Bogut and Kyrie. So uh, <laughs> that's the city you're in right now. Three number one picks from your city. That's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. I think it's actually like one of the most, like just in general, even like um, places in the states, but obviously because you have so many more states and, and, you know, cities and stuff than us. But I think it's actually one of the most. In history, from one place, wow, I believe it. Yeah, it's probably like you know, it's probably
0: up there with like New York or Chicago. You know,
1: yeah, wow. So, Jake you you must be a very good basketball player, even at the youth level, even, right? You played against some of the top. I mean, they must have been one of the best teams. Were they on the same team or different teams? Xmen and, and uh, Nah, ins-
2: Nah. That I, th- uh, I, think they're on different teams. Like, well, we're going back ten ten years now, so like I, I, I still play. You know, during the week in like a rec league, but I'm definitely not good. I'm getting old, too old to run around every week. I think.
0: (laughs) Oh come on, you're 24, you said. I'm 32. Neil's 34 right now, I believe. But what what's your uh, pickup game like? What what, what kind of uh, what's your strategy, or what kind of player would you compare yourself to?
2: Uh, Anyone who just shoots and jogs back on D, (laughs) maybe cat, small cat.
0: Small kid. I like it.
2: Small cat. Small kitty. <laughs> with no with no post with no post game.
0: So Yeah, I I have, I'm all defensive effort because one, nobody passes me the ball on offense and I don't care cause I can't score anyways. So like, I just make sure no one beats me down the court. I'll just kind of like hang around the perimeter to make sure no fast breaks beat me. And I only give energy on defense cause, uh, I don't want, I don't want someone to score on me. I'd, I know I'm not going to score, so I got to make sure my guy never scores on me.
2: I do I do the fake, you know. I had yet back on D, but I'm not. I do the kind of put my hands up and oh, he got around me. Oh no, one of them. I'm not. I'm too small and and skinny.
0: Yeah, uh, with pickup basketball, you'd be surprised if you just put your hands in the air. A lot of times that'll stop them from passing your guy the ball. My theory is always. It's a hundred times easier to guard a guy without the ball than when he does have the ball. So I just kind of have long arms, so I just put them in the air, and most of the time that's enough for the ball, you know, uh, ball dominating point guard to be like, "Oh, that guy's not open. I'm just going to take
2: another shot." <laughs> uh, I really miss playing. Yeah, we we haven't played now for I think five or six weeks because of the the quarantine. So I I, I do miss it because it's one of my main exercise. Apart from kind of walking the dog and stuff, that's kind of my one big exercise thing for the week so um, my body's missing it and i'm missing it
0: what kind of dog do you have
2: i have a pit bull cross staffy so she's running around somewhere um she hasn't annoyed me yet today so while well, we're doing this so that's good and then um yeah so she keeps
1: me pretty busy she needs a fair bit of exercise oh nice um. Yeah. Okay. So more more NBA in Australia. So I mean, obviously, Patty Mills, Joe Ingles. Those are probably those are probably the best Australian players in the league right now, right? I guess Simmons. You can, if you count Simmons in there, but I think you know Patty Mills and Joe Ingles are on a different level, right? Like they play for the national team. I feel like. They should have a different standing amongst yeah, Australians, yeah. even though they're not maybe the they're they're really good players too though. Maybe not yeah. uh, on Simmons level, but uh, are more. Do, do I would imagine lots of Australians kind of follow those players and really follow those teams pretty closely. Is that true that they you know for you know for the Jazz and for for the Spurs for those teams that they get more support from Australia because they have those players on their team.
2: Yeah, I think so. I don't. I think there's kind of it's not like an overwhelming. You know, I don't kind of walk the streets and see people in in Joe Ingalls and Patty Mills jerseys. But I think in general, if you kind of made a demographic up of of who people support, I think the Jazz and the Spurs would be up there with Philly, and and then your Bulls and your Knicks and your Lakers and your Cavs. People, I think over here, like you said, because it's not in America. Are people a bit more fair weather, so I think there's a lot of kind of bandwagon supporters around. So there's a lot of like people who went for the Cavs, a lot of Warriors fans, Cavs fans, you know, Boston, well, all the teams you know, are kind of pretty good.
0: Warriors had Bogut, the Cavs had Deladova, um, the Jazz used to have XM, yeah, Jangles, so I can see why they'd be popular too.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Dally, a lot of people love Deladova just because he's kind of very like Aussie spirit <laughs> player, like.
1: But, Aussie um, football Aussie yeah rules so I
2: football. think when he was on the yeah I think he would be able to play Aussie rules football especially I think sometimes he thinks he is oh yeah <laughs> I could definitely
0: see that yeah we're fans of that scrappy kind of you know backup guy who comes in with the hustle energy we've always been fans of that player type
2: yeah yeah I think that's, that's very like I think most Aussie players are kind of you know, pretty good at like the hustle plays. I think they're just they're not they're usually not kind of overwhelmingly athletic or anything like that. So they got to get by somehow.
1: Totally. Well, and I want to know more about the ABL too. That's something that I feel like has you know in, at least in the last few years kind of been more on my radar. Um, obviously, this year with uh, it was Lamelo Ball who uh, plays. Yeah. So the
2: NBL it is um, National National Basketball League. But yeah, um, Lamelo played this year, and then uh, RJ Hampton as well, who will get drafted in the first round as well. He played for New Zealand, but it's in the same league.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just seems like it's such—it's getting bigger and bigger. Or at least more, or at least at least in the states, has become a bigger thing. Um, you know, you know, like Lamelo, players are going over there instead of going to college. They're going to the ABL. Uh, to play. And I think that's one of the reasons, you know, you saw kind of the NBA and the G League kind of make the moves that they have been making to try and get, you know, their, their talent to kind of stay stateside at least uh, in the summer. And yeah, you don't have to go to college, but you can do this new G League program that kind of launched uh, this this next week uh, uh, with the number one prospect for next year kind of signing up to do all that. Um, so what can you tell us about the ABL and just like who do you follow over there and what what are those games like and how big is that kind of compared to the NBA in, in Australia?
2: Yeah, so um, so like you said, like first, um, I think the the new G League, um, the team and recruitment of of the um high school players isn't great for the league because I think they were really it was really ready to kind of take off as that spot for people to come over and get paid and and play there one year then go back go back to the NBA. But I think um, I think Adam Silver shut that down pretty quick because obviously there's there's money and there's um. There's publicity to be made by having um, good good young players playing the G League, which is completely understandable. But um, yeah, I, so I follow I follow Melbourne. Um, so I think it's South. I don't. I'm not huge into the league. Like I'm obviously spend a lot of my time um, focusing on the NBA. But um, it's I this year I've got more into it. So it's Southeast Melbourne, which is a, a brand new team. Um, and they, they have, um, Timberwolves legend, Mitch Creek, who played. Yes, a, legend. Maybe, sorry, um, yeah. And I think, um, Aaron Brooks, I think played for them this year as well. So another Timberwolves oh, cool. legend. So, um, I did, I did go and watch, um, their game versus Illawarra, which is who LaMelo played for. So that was, um. Packed out stadiums. I think there was about 90% people there to see Lamello and not actually watch Melbourne at their home court. But um, it's actually, it's a good brand of basketball. I think it's definitely, it's I think it's probably behind maybe like the Euro League as maybe the third best professional basketball league in the world. It's pretty competitive. It's getting more, it's got a lot of imports in there. So there's like a, a bit more athleticism and stuff. But um, yeah, it's good.
1: That's cool, yeah. It's always fun to learn about these different leagues and, yeah, kind of what the fan base is and stuff like that and, and yeah, what the games are like and, and all that. How many teams are in the ABL? Is it, is it a pretty big league? It seems like it was, if there's multiple teams in, in Melbourne.
2: Um, there's two, yeah. I think Melbourne might be the only team. I think Melbourne and Sydney might have two teams each and then I, I don't know exactly how many teams there are. I'm going to look it up while we're sitting here because... Now I feel like I should know. I think I Um so two, four, six, nine teams. Oh, okay. So, so Southeast, kind of, okay. so Southeast Melbourne came second last, so which is just the what happens when I follow teams.
1: Are there any big rule differences at all?
2: Um not really. I think it's pretty much NBA rules. It it's ten minute quarters. So that obviously takes a little bit of like score off. Like it's obviously not as high scoring with ten, with eight minutes less in the game. Um, but I think for the most part it's pretty much
1: the same. Nice, nice. But that's cool that you have, you know, some some really high level basketball that you can go see live in person. You don't have to just fire up League Pass and watch NBA. There's there's some there's some good good ball happening uh, right there in your backyard.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely good to go out and get your live your live basketball fix because obviously I can't just um, go to Target Center, so going and watching the NBL is pretty good.
1: Nice, um, Sky, you got something here about Aussie slang. What should we? Uh, how, how do you want to frame that? What's uh, what are you thinking here?
0: I don't know. There's just I mean, there's so much good Aussie slang that I hear. Uh, you know, Ripper, good on ya. <laughs> uh, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, Meg started watching Love Island last season. Crack on to somebody is really good. Uh, what would be some fun Aussie slaying that's good for basketball in terms of like, I like heaps a lot because that that applies to like, oh, he had heaps of points last yeah. week. That's why James Harden is the player of the week.
2: Yeah. I was trying to think of a few. Like, I think like heaps is obviously a good one. A ripper's not bad. Like, you know, like, think Towns had a ripper game last night. Um, that works, <laughs> I, like I think. That. Um, what did we have before? Keen. I don't know where you'd put Keen in, I guess. Like, I'm keen to watch the Wolves tonight. Would that you works
0: say, well. like a hustle player like
2: Josh Akogi, would he be a hard yakka? Uh, he he would put in the hard yakka. So it's to, like, put in the hard work. A like hard yakka is almost a direct replacement for hard
1: work. Oh, uh, I've never heard that one. That's a brand new one for me. <laughs> yeah. And that and then, that's
2: very slang. Like, I don't th- i don't think I've ever actually, like, said hard yakka in a sentence, you know what I mean? But, like, it's definitely something that, like, would, I've heard would, and people will say, but that's... V-
0: would uh, Andrew Wiggins' oh, effort yeah. make him be considered a bludger or a blunger? What is it?
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a bludger. Yeah, Defin- a definitely a bludger. bludger. Yeah, I didn't know that was a slang either. I kind of just thought that was a thing. Like, if you're at work and you're kind of just, you know, when you're just uh, slacking off at work for the for the last 20 minutes of the day, that's bludging.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't
2: have that here. <laughs> we, we don't have bludge for anything. Like so say, An- Andrew Wiggins bludges for 45
1: minutes of games.
0: Yeah, he's known. That's what he's known for. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow these are great we're learning so much here we're getting some we're getting some international flavor we're Learning some new phrases you seem to have more in, in, you know in the barrel than me
2: so if you have any more are yeah, like, quite you're, good yeah i did a little
0: internet search before this uh it, it's, it's interesting though it is funny how there are some things that you don't know is slain you know but like we don't use bludger for anything in america
2: but you you know at the same yeah. time you, you don't know that you know and I guess it's, like, when you think about it, it's like, well, I've never heard that said on, you know, like a, a movie or anything that's not Australian. So it makes sense that, no, but it's just kind of such a, like a bludge is pretty common here. And, like, Ripper, like, a Ripper is very common. Like, I'll say, rip, I say Ripper pretty often. And then there's obviously, like, mate as well. Like, I, I still find it weird that people don't say mate.
1: <laughs> as an, instead of friend or something.
2: I like, yeah, I like, like a Ripper. Uh,
0: we we gotta try and incorporate and like, Ripper into more
2: things. And like I think mate, like like obviously it's it's very you know stereotypes the mate, but like I say mate to like start saying, I'll be like mate, did you see the weather last night? Like, and that's that's what, how everyone
1: speaks. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good one. We'll have to we'll have to fold some of these into uh, yeah Wolves cast. We'll do it even when you're not here, Jake. Oh. We'll, we'll try to drop some of these I'll, in.
2: I'll, well i'm listening along so just know that um if you do <laughs> uh, i'm hearing that's
1: all right. like you said we got the we got the listenership in australia we got we got to give them some uh, some terms they know i like bludger and i like uh i like ripper those are both good ones nice i'll, I'll be waiting for them um i also was
0: wondering just like What kind of like the general basketball culture is in Australia? Like in in the United States, you go to any public park and you're going to have a couple hoops you can shoot at. Uh, It's not uncommon to see you know people have hoops in their driveways and stuff. Is that more of a rare thing to find in Australia? Like if you go to the park, are you having a hard time finding a hoop?
2: Um, I think I don't think you find a have a hard time finding them. I think in driveways and stuff, there's definitely hoops you know scattered through the street there's i'm looking at my window now i can see too so like i think they're definitely like there's a lot of kids that play basketball it's still a very common sport and there's still a lot of parks that have courts there's not a lot of places that have like full full courts you know with with um with a ring at both ends like i feel like you see more of them in the states and you definitely see more people playing on them like if there's there's one at the park near my house and it's a kind of uh, half court and like that's like I don't think you ever really see someone there. You might see, you know, a couple of a couple of people playing around occasionally, but I think in the states it's kind of like there's there's parks that people play on all day. And I don't think it's really like that here.
1: Yeah, that you can like show up and there's like get in, you can get into a pickup game like right away, you know, or you know, or there's a game going on or whatever. Whereas it sounds like you're kind of saying you'd have to bring a whole bunch of people to to a park if you wanted to play, you know, 4 on 4 or yeah. 5 on 5.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like I've never, you know, I've never seen a park where you could just just show up and say like, you know, I've got next and and play. Like you'd have to like when we go and play pickup, we'll take, you know, that sounds better to other me. People. Like I
0: hate showing up at a park and playing, guys. They always just have their own rules, and you know they're always arguing with you.
2: Yeah, and I feel yeah, I feel like if it, you know, if you weren't as good as they, you know, if you weren't very good, they'd kind of they wouldn't want you on your team and stuff. So I think it's all right here. You just kind of get a group of mates, go down there, and um, and just play. But it's definitely less common to see people
1: just just running around playing nice yeah well it's good you have a league to plan or whenever you play in some pickup things or whatever you said now and then you get to get your fix there and and play a little bit i guess we'll uh whenever you do make it back to minnesota scott and i plan a game every sunday uh you know with a wide range of different skill levels so we'll we'll have to i would love to have that work out you come through see a wolves game or a Lynx game and then uh yeah we can uh, go play play basketball together ourselves that'd be really fun for sure like i'll come and i'll I'll stand the three-point line i'll shoot and you
2: can cover me on defense i love it as long
0: as as long as you don't want to run that's my thing i always try to defend the person who doesn't like running because i'm not fast i don't like running so if if you're like if you're ready for a good jog for like an hour then that's perfect matchup for me
2: Yeah, I'm actually, I I actually consider myself quite fast. I've always, that's always been my thing when I was younger is that I can kind of sprint dribble quite fast, but it's, it's few and far between at the moment.
0: Uh, you're, I'm not going to guard you then. That's, that's (laughs) not my matchup. (laughs) That's not your man. Nope, that's not.
1: (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, uh, we we learned some things here uh, from Jake. We learned about basketball in Australia and Timberwolves uh, and stuff like that. But uh, we got to wrap this thing up with a game, like we normally do. This episode, you know, was a different kind of show. Again, a little, little uh, you know three way pod here. But you know, we're gonna still we're still gonna wrap this thing up with a game. And Scott has prepared um, a game with some uh, Australia and uh, Timberwolves uh, ties. So Scott, take it away. What do you have for us today as far as the game goes? All right, yeah, I have uh,
0: seven quick questions about Australia basketball and specifically some Timberwolf tie-ins. Uh, off the top, I should just tell you there have been four Australian players to play for the Timberwolves. Uh, Luke Lonley being the one who played the most games with the Wolves. We also have Shane Heal, uh, Mitch Creek, and uh, the one that Neil didn't know about, a player named Nathan Jawai. Who played 39 games with the Wolves in 2009 2010. So those are the four Wolves Aussie Wolves, as I'll be calling them, that will be eligible for answers here
2: in this next game.
1: Now that you say um, it, the name rings a bell. Nathan uh, Jawai there. I think he was a big, guy,
2: big dude. Big dude, yeah. Big, big dude. I reckon like close to 300 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> Could not I play in him. the NBA I remember him. He games. played. <laughs> Yeah, he played in Australia for for a while. I think he was pretty good here, and then obviously fizzled out once he got over there.
0: All right, so I think that uh, Jake should have a first shot at answering these, and if for some reason he doesn't know the answer, we'll give Neil a chance, and then I'll reveal the answer. Okay, cool. Yep. All right, our first question is: Who did the Wolves receive? when they traded Luke Lawnley to Chicago during the 1993-1994 season. Luke Lawnley, three-time NBA champion for the Chicago Bulls, probably what he's most well-known for, but the Wolves drafted him with the seventh pick in uh, 1991, and they traded him for which Chicago Bulls player?
2: You had to give me the one that happened before I was born, didn't you? (laughs) Uh, Um, That's just the first one. Get it out of the way. Um, I've got no idea. Um... Bulls player. I don't know. I'm trying. I can't even think of a single player kind of from back then. That's that's definitely out of my range of knowledge. I yeah, don't.
1: Neil. I don't really know it either. I am going to guess Anthony Peeler.
0: Uh, no. This was uh, actually I don't know when Anthony Peeler played, so I don't know if that was the right time. Neil, would it help out if I told you he's a famous announcer for the Chicago Bulls?
1: Uh, oh, is it? Not- is a, it, hour, not Auerbach, back Paxson? I'm trying to think who it is. No, Stacey King. Stacey King is correct. Stacey King. He's Cur- Stacey King. He currently yeah, does that's Bulls That's the name games, I was right? trying to think
2: of.
0: Yeah, he only ended up playing 68 games for the Wolves, and then Luke Lonley ended up winning three championships for the Bulls. So another <laughs> trade that the Wolves lost out on, I would say. Let's go to our next question. Which of the four Aussie Wolves were his nicknamed Outback Shack? That's a that's a nickname I feel like Shaq is jealous he didn't give himself.
2: Outback Shaq.
0: So which of the four uh, Aussie players play for the Wolves?
2: Uh, I think um, I think that was uh It's gotta be. He was about as big as Shaq.
0: Absolutely. Outback Outback yep. Shaq. Shaq. He, was, I like he that. was a big guy. Yeah, that's my favorite. I mean there was uh, Aussie Shaq and uh, there's another Shaq related to one, but Outback Shaq is the best. I think like Shaq's probably upset he didn't think of that himself.
1: Yeah, if you have a rhyming <laughs> nickname, you got to go with it.
0: All right, next up, yeah. which Aussie wolf was more famous for his wolf tattoo than any on-court contributions during his one game played for the Minnesota Timberwolves?
2: south Southeast Melbourne legend, Mitch Creek.
0: That's right, Mitch Creek. A lot of social media posts from the Timberwolves about his tattoo, but he only ended up playing yeah. one game for us. All yeah, right, that's correct. I We're actually
2: going. thought it was more than that, but uh, one game. Poor man.
0: Well, he had a 10 day, and then we signed him for the rest of the season, so I also thought that there was more than that, but apparently he only got another game, according to basketball reference.
2: And I think he had the training camp deal this season at the start of the year, but I think yeah, once he, he realized he, he wasn't going to make the team, he came back to he, Australia. He,
0: Yeah, he played for us in the Los Angeles Summer League and then didn't work out. Yeah. All right, our next question. Uh, Which Aussie Wolf almost came to blows with Charles Barkley during a warm-up match against the 1996 Dream Team?
2: Cool. Um... I don't know. Shane Heal? I remember he, he was kind of a fiery little dude when he played here. He was He's a legend of Australian basketball, so I'm going to go with Heal.
0: Yes, Heal is correct. During this warm-up match against the 96 Dream Team, he scored a game-high 28 points on 8 of 12 shooting from 3-point range. He almost came to blows with Charles Barkley on the court, but they hugged on the court afterwards to say that it was all cool.
1: Heal is somebody that I, I, I really remember from, from being a kid and going to some of our first Wolves games. Just because I, I've said this before on the podcast, I remember liking him because I thought he looked like our dad got a nice dad and also i just i just i just love the idea that basically it was like his only job was to shoot threes and it was just like this crazy specialist role and i just never really thought about that before or never like heard of that before um and so i just I, and he, yeah again he didn't play many games for the wolves i don't remember too much ma- too much success or not many minutes for shane heel but i just was like oh yeah this guy looks like dad and all he does is shoot threes ahead of his time. <laughs>
0: All right, let's go to. Now, the next three questions are about more, less about the Timberwolves, more about Australian basketball players in general. Question five Which Aussie has played the most games in the NBA?
2: Uh, oh, I think between Bogut and Longley. I want to say Bogut.
0: Bogut is correct. He has 706 NBA games. Patty Mills is second with 668 NBA games and Luke Lonley is third with 567.
2: Ah, uh, I, I forgot about Patty Mills. Yep. So Patty Mills second, Luke Lonley. I forgot about Patty Mills. I think I would have went yep. with well,
0: Instead instead you went with the correct answer, so that that worked <laughs> out for you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Question number 6. Which current NBA head coach is also the coach of the Australian national team? Um, is it Andrew Gives? Uh No, it's a head coach of an NBA team.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, oh, Brett Brown.
0: That is correct. Brett Brown is the coach of the Australian national team.
2: Oh, yeah. Did you
1: know that one, Neil? I would, I would not have got that one, but that, that definitely makes sense now. Uh, yeah, the connection with Ben Simmons there. And uh, I know he kind of, even before he was an NBA coach, he was...
0: Yeah, he coached uh, the Melbourne Tigers, I believe is the team name. and uh, Or the Giants. I forget what the team name is. But he spent 18 years coaching in Australia.
1: Yeah, the Tigers. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: Go Tigers.
0: All right, and our final question. What's the highest the Australian national team has placed at the Olympic Games? Um,
2: I, maybe they've won a bronze once, but I, I, I'm going to say fourth. I don't think they've won a bronze.
0: That is correct. They have placed fourth four times in 1988, 96, 2000, and 2016, but they have yet to win that bronze medal. Oh, brutal. Maybe this year.
2: Yeah, got to be this Or year. next year when the Olympics or, oh, yeah. actually happen. Yeah, whenever Tokyo goes, goes ahead.
1: Ex- exactly. That is wild. I would have never guessed that they had not medaled. I was going to say silver and at least bronze, but that is crazy that they've never that they've never made it to a medal. I mean, they, I guess they've made it to a medal game and lost every time. Yeah, that is, just that lost. is crazy. Yeah, and I
2: think they've choked a few times where they probably should have won and they didn't. So I think they might have got runners-up in the... Um, in the championship uh the uh what is it like the world the world euros or whatever it is this year uh last year the one where usa yeah. got knocked out early i think they might have got runners up in that
1: yes yeah, so wait yeah. so what about the wasn't the olympics in what did they scott you said they made they made it to the a medal round in 2000 was the sydney olympics 2000 where that would have been the yep. one to do too that's, that's tough. correct that's yeah. tough if they didn't medal in that one
0: yeah yeah i yeah. think I think Laudley might have been hurt that year, so that, that hurts the chances. But hey, if Ben Simmons plays for the team, they're, they're going to win a medal, you know?
2: Yeah, and I think he I said so. he wants to play for them, but it's just about actually doing it. I think they should be. I think they, there'll, yeah. there'll be a chance at Tokyo regardless. I think they've got a pretty deep you know, team of, of NBA role players.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting because I think most people expect Brett Brown isn't going to be coaching Ben Simmons next year. A lot of people think he'll get fired from the Sixers. So it would be interesting to see how that relationship continues with the Australian national team.
1: Yeah. They're called the Boomers, right? The team? Yeah. I love that. The Boomers. So I only
2: learnt, Great name. I only learned the other day that a Boomer is. I think uh, a male kangaroo. That's their like official oh, it's name not a is boomerang a boomerang. Nah, which I didn't know that until like I heard it on a piece of trivia, you know, a game show or something, and I was like, oh, there you go, that that makes sense. I never really, I thought boomerang too, but you know, even then I was like, boomers is a kind of it's a strange name for a team, but yeah, male kangaroo, bit it of trivia for you.
0: A whole new meaning to the meme. Okay, boomer. Okay, boomer. i been talking <laughs> to you, male <laughs> kangaroos.
1: Nice. All right, that does it uh, for Wolves Cast this week. Nice work on the game, there, Jake and Scott. Um, Thank you so much, Jake, to being on the podcast this week, coming to us all the way from Melbourne, uh, Australia. Please make sure you're following Jake on Twitter. It's at Jake Painting. J a k e p a y n t i n g. He'll be linked up in the show notes, and of course, the Draft Radar series over on Canis Hoopus as well. that's over there. That's uh, popping off. It'll be great. I want to so, jump in here.
0: I'm putting Jake on the spot a little bit. Neil will link in the show notes. He'll link some of the draft radar stuff. Is there another piece of writing you've done on Canis or about the Timberwolves that you would like Neil to link that you're particularly proud of? Oh, yeah. Put me
2: on the spot. Um, I wrote a piece about uh, Joshua Cody this year. It was just after the trade deadline, so I could. I'll send you the link and um it's cool and you awesome you'll
0: put that in the show notes so everyone who's listening can check that out
1: yeah we've loved uh jake's uh, uh you know posts happening at canis hoopas all season again it's it's just uh really good stuff and really good visual sort of uh you know examples and, and that kind of stuff to really show you kind of exactly what he's talking about which uh, goes a long way so yeah thank you so much jake to for being on the show hope uh Hope things go well uh, here this summer in Australia. And eventually you'll be uh, heading here for your big stateside trip, and we'll all be hanging out, hopefully watching basketball and playing basketball together. Thanks again for joining us on the show today. Thank you very much. It was a
2: pleasure.
0: ever been on the fence about donating please do because it'll probably determine whether or not i get to keep my job and it'll determine whether or not you get to continue to hear the minnesota public radio you've come to know so a little bit of a shill here on uh on the podcast but it'll keep me employed and if i know there's a lot of people who listen to us who also listen to npr and if you've ever thought about donating uh now would be the time so i just want to put that out
1: Yeah, you'll find uh, links to all that in our show notes as per usual. Go support The Athletic, go support Minnesota Public Radio. You guys, thanks for listening to our show this week. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Talk to you then. Uh, Life's given me this opportunity to come and play at an
0: even higher level than with an opportunity, you know, with the T-Wolves, it's, you know, it's one you just can't pass up. You'd be silly and have to punch yourself in the face to say no. So,